there's a, there's this one shot where you know um, I'm kind of kneeling over and everybody's over on top of me. <laughs> yeah. And you've got about seven to eight different dudes with AKs, yeah. Uzis. I mean, all pointing at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The camera. And they're real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're and there was about, no briefing beforehand. Absolutely not. And yeah. I. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Millennial Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price. You. And our guest today, Caleb Fernandez. Yeah. Thank the you guys. Homie. Yes. Thank you guys for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing. Your support means the world to us, and that we're going to continue to grow the brand. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Caleb, I've known you for 10 minutes, but you seem like a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love your energy. Off rip, oh, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank I, you. Uh, have you always been just a positive, happy-go-lucky guy? Well, well, I try, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's enough bad vibes in the world, bro. Yeah. Why, why add to it? Yeah, exactly. Seriously, there's like, there's enough of that shit. Yeah, bro. yeah, totally. Now, to kind of jump into the career aspect of what you do, um, what do you do? I know you shoot videos and you edit, but kind of give a, a layman's breakdown of what you do. Well, I own and run my own video production company. Uh, you know, we service all of South Florida. We even travel if mm -hmm. need be mm -hmm. um but we shoot music videos commercials weddings promos you name it mm. everything besides porn have you got people hit you up for like only fans and shit like that i've had a couple actually yeah. really yeah believe yeah. it or not and, and and it's like no did that's, you consider you did you consider a little I bit i don't know is the money there <laughs> <laughs> i think, I think the it money's is. there I think the money's there <laughs> i mean you know granted some of these girls or guys are making a lot yeah right do you, the, do you have like a, a specialty or a niche that you guys cater to or are you really just all over yo honestly bro i love short films i yeah? love short films and what is a short film five to ten minutes yeah i mean yeah. Granted, you give it five 15 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. got mm -hmm. a narrative you're just putting something you know super dope and crazy together. like skits generally like what do you well, have an example depends. of one that we might have like seen or something hmm. like a um, wedding video no more you know more short films they consist of a story okay yeah, you yeah. know a plot um, maybe a problem that you know with the main mm. character or something, just anything that really comes to mind. It could even be a documentary, okay, sure, okay, where you've got your voiceover, yeah, <laughs> and right, go right. crazy into you know anything else really that you can. You know, and it's special. and it's your production company, right? Now you shoot, edit, pr produce everything, the or whole, do you the whole spiel, man? And you wear many hats. Do you, you do hats. you have people that you sub that out to, or yeah, are you, okay. yeah, yeah. So I subcontract a lot of work out. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I've got a team down south that I work with a lot as well. Okay. Um, but you know, usually most of the time it's just me, man. Okay. And when did you get into it? How did you get into it? So, at the age of eight, uh -huh. I was seven, turning eight, yeah. uh, you know, I looked at my dad. I'm like, Dad, I want a camera. So he goes ahead and buys me this little like handy cam Sony, yeah, <laughs> like 720. I'm not, yeah. not even 720. I think like 480p camera. This is a digital camera though. Uh, it was digital, okay. but yeah, yeah. it was you know old school. Yeah, old school. So, um, yeah, dude. Honestly, I've just I've held a camera in my hand ever since I was eight, and Damn. I've just always wanted to you know entertain people. You know, uh, how do you say it? Just, capture moments. Yeah, create. Bro, yeah. I just want to be a creator, mm -hmm. and that's that's really my thing. Art, art is a big thing for me. When did you turn that into a profession? Uh, I was turning 19. Okay. So 18, I graduated high school. And I'm sitting here working at a dead-end job at a gym. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I need to do something in my yeah. life. You know, college isn't really the, the way to go for me, at least, in, in my field. I, at least what I think, right? Yeah. Other mm -hmm. people might have a different opinion. But sure. for me, it's I just want to go out and, and make something for myself. Work, work for my own, you know? Yeah. Be my own boss. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work for anybody else, man. Yeah. That's not, and why that's is not that? Because I'm the same way. But what is your reason for that? 
I just I want to make a name for myself. I don't want to yeah. be helping another dude become more rich or yeah, more, yeah. you know, like yeah. I want to I want to create my own my own um, you know, my own establishing my own living. Um, sorry. Something for maybe my kids in the future to pick up on. It's yeah. just that's just my mindset, man. Yeah. You know you've got it in you to build something great. Why build it for somebody else? Well, that's what I'm saying. They've already established themselves. Let me do something for me, man. Like, yeah, let man. me try. And that's right. why I love like the capitalist economy that we live in, you know, in right. that free world sense where if like you want to create and do something, do it. You know, yeah. like there's right. nothing stopping right. you. Um yeah. Now, you were 19, you decided, okay, this dead-end job is not for me. I'm going to go down an avenue of pursuing my passion. Mm -hmm. What was the next step? <laughs> Just keep going, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I ran across um, another producer. I'm not going to name anybody, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I came across somebody on set while I was shooting BTS. They were shooting the actual commercial for, for the promo, mm -hmm. um, and him and I just hit it off. He needed yeah. some additional footage, and I have the equipment there. For, yeah. yeah, there. And it kind of just hit off from there. He kind of became my uh, my uh, mentor. Yep, more yeah. of a mentor. Guided me through it. Helped me learn. Start a business and whatnot. I, mm. I thank him all day. Thank you, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just started from there, man. I you know sometimes the the bird gotta fall from the tree and, yeah. and, yeah, that and that leave the nest and keep it going, man. That's that's really what it was. Yeah. I find that a lot of these people who are the most successful, they kind of just start by just putting one foot in front of the other, and they know they're gonna fucking fall from the tree, and they know they're gonna fuck up but it, it's just a matter of starting you know and and a lot of these people have paralysis analysis where they 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 they, they find the ten thousand different things that could go wrong or the ten thousand different things that why they shouldn't start mm -hmm. when they could just start by getting a camera and start shooting film you know or, and, or anything in general yeah. it doesn't even have to be a camera it can yeah. be anything in life man. Right. You can start your own real estate company your own yeah whatever bro nfts are the thing now people yeah. are right. doing that shit that's super crazy yeah you know for me it was like a leap of faith i yeah. just i there was no thought put into it. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And this is what it's, that's Start it. taking steps towards it. Yeah. You know, I've, it's, and I've you, had so many conversations with my parents about it. And, yeah, yeah. And you talk about creating a story now. So w is your passion in the whole thing or do you really like the editing and production part of creating that story and then the shooting is kind of the work or is it all kind of equally as passionate? Everything's a passion. Yeah. You know, sometimes um, I, there, there's weeks where I'm like, oh, all I want to do is shoot. And yeah. then there's other weeks where I just want to stay inside and edit. Yeah. Um, but all of it is a part of, you know, the, the, the process the, the entire thing itself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all of, creative process um there's passion needing to be involved with everything because mm -hmm. if you lack in one part then it, the other part's not gonna be able to pick it up no yeah. it's not um what was your first breakthrough gig or job that you signed do you, do you have one that comes to mind oh man well you're like this is it i'm actually doing it i would have to say maybe last year actually okay um i moved out of out of the house okay. for you know, a couple of months and i said uh, I, you know, I got to do it on my own. Yeah. Um, so I went out of my way. I've networked with a couple of people. Um, the first big one I would say was, uh, Revolt TV. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Okay. It's, uh, it's Diddy's company. Okay. Like Revolt on YouTube, you guys, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you know, we, we shot a couple of, um, sit down interviews. Okay. And, you know, Lil Duvall, City Girls, who's oh. even showed up. Wow. Um, those kind of people. That was a breakthrough moment as yeah. well. Um, so you're running the show when these people show up? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm definitely not running the show, but I was definitely a part of um, a bigger yeah, yeah. production mm -hmm. where it then led to more productions. Okay. You yeah. know, networking. 
Sure. Really was that's that's really what it came down to. Pete tells me that you shoot a lot of or a decent amount of music videos now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And how is that? Uh, <laughs> it can be either good or bad depending yeah, yeah, yeah. on the music. <laughs> um, but uh, you know some some big artists that I've worked with. Um, well, we did a couple for Diddy. Uh, we did a couple for dude, bro, Florida. Flo Rider. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Florida. Florida. Hello. Yeah, so I did a couple of uh, productions for him as well. Okay. Um, but music videos, man, it can be hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you'll get the SoundCloud rappers yeah, or yeah. you'll actually get the guys that you'll be hearing on the radio. It so all depends. I've been wanting to ask someone that shoots music videos this question for a long time. Because in the tattoo studio, I play YouTube rap music videos all day long, as you know, you've yep. seen. Yep. And 90% of those videos, there's guns being waved at the camera the whole time, dozens of them, you know? And I'm always curious, is there like a, a powwow before the shoot saying, like, all right, boys, like, I see everyone brought their sticks, like, can you just show me they're all unloaded yeah. before you point them at me? Oh, bro. Or is it just like, hopefully <laughs> these guys have been triggered <laughs> no, no, discipline? No, no. Let like, me tell you, let me tell you the first time yeah. that something like that has happened to Talk me. Talk to me. Um, uh, it was about four years ago. Yeah. Um, it was one of my first grungy street hip hop mm, yeah. music video. I've got my 16 year old brother behind me, yeah. shooting, you know, helping me out. Yep. Just stay behind me. <laughs> there's a, there's this one shot where, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kneeling over and everybody's over on top of me. Yeah. And you've got about seven to eight different dudes with AKs, Uzis, yeah. I mean, all pointing at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The camera. And they're real. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. You know, we're, we're and there was about, no briefing beforehand. Absolutely not. And yeah. I even I even asked the artist, I'm like, can we, you know, can I make sure that all the clips are empty and everything yeah. is not? Nah, they just jumped right into it. Right, right. Me not knowing much, I'm yeah. just like, all right, fuck uh, it. I'm going to do it anyways. Right. Not, not the safest thing to do, obviously. But that was. But there isn't like, so I guess you're, there isn't a protocol. As for you, at least, when it comes to that, no, like now, no, there is. Oh, I say, probably learned his lesson. <laughs> there is one percent of protocol, especially after what happened with what's his name, not too uh, recently. Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, dude, come on, man. Like gun safety is a huge thing. Yeah, right? you know. Like so now you go to shoot a video, you show up. There's a bunch of sticks everywhere. You're gonna ask, can I? Can uh, I see I that they're honestly, unloaded? Honestly, at this or? point, I don't even mess with with that kind of music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't really like doing that kind of stuff, man. Not unless they're prop guns. For um, that reason? Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. anything could happen. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. At, at that point in time, when I'm shooting these other guys, I'm there was like eight to nine different guns right yeah, down my no face, way. and yeah. me being how old I was, nineteen twenty, just not thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah this shit is dope, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna look fire. No, man, yeah. no, it's not. She's dangerous. It's not, it's so not. when you shoot a music video, is a song just playing on repeat in the background the oh, entire dude, time? I get, I get into this this whole zone. I mean, it, we just recently shot one last Saturday, yeah. and and I was gonna actually go back to the whole hip hop thing. Where I want to start getting away from that because we just recently shot a rock song the other day yeah. and I absolutely love it because there's a storyline, there's a narrative. Yeah. So with that being said, yes, there's I get into this whole zone yeah. where like my face is like boom. Yeah. And I'm just replaying the song and I'm replaying the shots in my head. Of course, you got the storyboard and all the planning yeah. involved um, on paper, but nothing beats just being into that zone. So once you get on set, you don't you're not wasting time. And you know it's yeah you're just going right to work. So yeah, I get in the zone. I wake up. I play the, the song constantly throughout the day, just so I can get in the mood, get mm. the shots right. 
and and that's really good, you know. About but it. as you're actually shooting it, is it playing on like a speaker in the background so they're lip singing oh, to yeah, it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 okay. no, yeah, you're playing it out loud. Okay, okay, you know, okay. You can sync the camera just like how you clap in the yeah, 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 same yeah. exact thing. You're yeah. syncing all the audio and and their lip syncs. Yep. yep huh. Yep. Now, who was your favorite? I guess you could say celebrity celebrity to meet. Oh, who's my favorite celebrity to meet? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I guess Flowrider was was, it was really dope. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dope, bro. Yeah. Like he he came up on set and he just he treated everybody nicely. Yeah. He came up to me. He, you know, he knew my name by the end of the day, which yeah. was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shook his hand. He said what's up, and he kept his day going. And yeah, that's good. Just work, bro. It's it always was, nice it when dope. like a celebrity can you realize they're like kind of a normal person or like they at least act like a normal person in real life. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. It's really trippy because they're all we're all just normal ass people and right. some people either get viral overnight or they get a break or you know they just never quit and they get to this moment where they're now famous but we're all just fucking normal people right. you know some people just have that we, stage. we tend to forget that sometimes yeah. With, yeah. with everybody it's like you look at everyday lives bro like he's just saying bro he eats sleeps and shits just yeah. like you man. like you just you forget you forget sometimes but it's nice when they act like yeah exactly like their ego yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like too many times i think you get to that point and then you you play that role you know where you think yeah i'm i've got more money than everyone i'm more famous than everyone so i gotta act like this you know i love when a dude just acts like a fucking normal you know how it is down in south florida ego you know egos are everywhere yeah you don't even have to have the money or the fame and you'll still act like you got it exactly and it's like dude come on man like what are you doing do you ever show up to a shoot doesn't have to be a music video where you're just not clicking with whoever you're shooting you're like this isn't a good pair absolutely there have been so many moments where the client would either or maybe the manager whoever is just like yeah yeah yeah. just Mm. just just chirping and like come on man let me do my job don't sit here and micromanage me i I know what i'm doing you hired me for a reason yeah yeah and that's that's how it goes. Yeah. You know? it's, and so how does that usually go? Like when when you get booked for, well, let's say a music video again. But um, like, do they have a storyline in mind that they want you to execute, or is it like Caleb, listen to the song and run with it? Kind of basically. Yeah. yeah. You come up the with the storyline for yep. the video yourself. Yep. Yep. Majority cool. of the time, they they kind of just send me the song. They say, Hey, what do you think about this? Tell me what you come What's up with. What's your vision for it? And then let's run with it. That's kind of fun. So do you show up with props and stuff like that? Yeah, if it depends. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh, shit. We, the, the, the last music video, the rock song we shot yeah. last weekend, dude, we had a 15, 15 foot bonfire. Really? So barrels on fire, rope. I mean, because wow. it, was, it was supposed to set in an yeah. apocalyptic state. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, yeah, we had a lot of props on set, guns, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was cleared Pro- off, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, man, it, it all depends. And do you give them like a budget for that? Like, how does that of work? Course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They tell me what they want and I'll be like, all right, so it's going to cost X, Y, and Z. Yep. And that's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. these guys come up to me and you're like, yo, I got 300 bucks. I want bitches and all this jewelry and money. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's not happening. You no. know, what's interesting too, behind that thought process of like, flexing stuff whether it's guns money big booty bitches it's like what's the relatability of that and like why i get that obviously there's some part of society that fiends for that but like i've never looked at that and be like "Mm, (laughs) i relate you know i think it's just a part of the culture yeah Yeah. that's really what it comes down to and we talk about that a lot like especially with rap culture it's like i really feel like we're getting year by year over where it's like 
the better rappers are singing more relatable stuff. And like these rappers, if you want to talk about like hard trap rap, you know, like it, I don't live that lifestyle. So it's hard for me to relate to that, you know? Right. right. And, yeah. And, and it goes both ways, I think, though. Um, well, you're a good proponent, too, because you listen to a lot of the... Right, know. I listen to a lot of that shit. Um, and it's not that I live that life anymore, no. either, but I also under <laughs> I have an understanding of that life, yeah. you know, and I, I know what they're saying, and I know that... I can appreciate when I know that they live that life, you know, even right. if I don't. And I know that they're rapping about real things that are relatable to their life, even if it doesn't relate to mine. But you say that word appreciate, like, and I'm not saying you appreciate, like, shooting up, you know, gangs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right. But that's literally what they're t singing about, you know? So, like, how... Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I appreciate the no, no, acts no, no, no. that they're committing, but I can appreciate their form of expression for showing the stuff that they've seen in their life. I would, yeah, I would say rather than putting up a front and acting like you came from, you right. know, yeah, the yeah, trenches... Yeah. When More, a guy actually did, and he can put that into right. a cool story yeah. that rhymes, that's impressive, and I can appreciate yeah. that. Right. I'm not saying I appreciate him shooting people's houses, no, 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 but no, no, wow, no. he's told that story beautifully, you know? Yeah. Like, right, right. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can we tell the story about, uh, uh, can I say right, Giro Tenke? Giro Tenke, yeah. yeah. So it's a perfect example because, oh, yeah, dude, I'm such like a, a fan of the rap culture yeah. where like, you know me, I, anyone that I listen to, I can tell you their whole backstory, how much prison time they've done, their charges and yeah. shit the case that they're currently fighting. And uh, I, I, I don't know, I get very into it. Yeah. You know? So when I'm at the tattoo shop and I'm playing these videos and someone would be like, damn, this song's fire. I'll be like, oh, this is Guero Tenke. He's actually, <laughs> he just killed four people. He's probably never going to get out again. I'm glad you like this song, but you'll never hear another one. Like, I, I say the same shit over and over again because I like to study these guys a little bit. And it's not that I actually study them, but I listen to them so much and yeah. they're telling stories in every song. That I start to understand the stories, you know, yeah. and you start to, I don't know, you, it's yeah. not like I can relate to what they're yeah. doing, but I have some sort of bond with these rappers, you yeah, know, because no, I totally. listen to them all day. <laughs> well, so me and Peter chopping it up like a month ago, and we're talking about Giro, Giro Guero Tenke. Guero Tenke. Who's well, like, I, we're saying it like gringos, it's really like, Guero. Guero Tenke. And, uh... So me and Peter are talking, Guero. and he tells me that he sends Guero 10K 40 bucks to his Oh, yeah, yeah. What? To, to, yeah. So, so Guero is locked up right now, right? He's in prison. But he also has a fucking phone because he keeps <laughs> posting stories from him in prison on his phone. Um, he just posted a music no video. Shit. I said yeah, he posted a music no video shit. that he made on his fucking phone in prison, and it's kind of fire for being a prison music video. <laughs> He's really living that life. It's pretty fire, yeah, yeah. man. But uh, he was posting some shit. I forget what he even posted that made me respond to him. But I responded. I was like, damn, bro. Like, I really fuck with your music, man. <laughs> I, I think I even said, like, hope you beat this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like four murders or something. They're oh. like that. He obviously did. No, yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely did it. Maybe I shouldn't have said I hope you beat the case. Yeah. But what, I want it to work Free out dog. for the guy. Primo dog. And, uh, I was like, man, I hope everything works out for you, dog. If, if I can do anything for you, let me know. Holy shit. And I think I'm just used to saying things like that yeah. to people. If I can help you in any way, just let me know. Right. And he was like, dog, to be honest, like, if you could put 20 bucks on my books, dude, for commissary, it'd be fire. And, okay, I'm not... Pete I'm, fucking sends in the 20 bucks! That, hear me out. I'm is not that, a lick either, though, bro. It's not like... This I'm not is saying just he's licking. Person. Is that legal? Uh, no, he's not supposed to have a phone in prison, for okay, sure. So, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I also, okay, if I didn't know for sure it was him on the other end of the yeah. phone, I wouldn't just, like, send someone 20 bucks because no. they were like, hey, send me, I'm in prison, yeah, send me yeah, 20 sure. bucks. Because my instant thought would be like, this is a fucking scam. This is just someone on his account, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. finessing his fans. Yeah. Right. But I'd been following this account from, like, before he was in prison and watching it the whole time he was in prison being like, damn, this kid really has a fucking iPhone in prison. Yeah. 
And then finally, he caught me at the right moment, bro. I probably had a couple glasses of wine or something. I was like, yeah, go ahead, dog. I'm going to send you 20 bucks, bro. Fuck it. And uh, yeah, so I sent him 20 bucks. Hopefully he made some fucking goulash that night. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Pete's a treat. Free ground. (laughs) Pete was sending messages like, I know you didn't do it, bro. I'm on your side. Um, so free my dog, seriously. Yeah. How did y'all link up originally? Paintball, bro. Paintball, yeah. Paintball. Did you play paintball? Oh, yeah, okay. still do right okay, now. Okay. I practice on Sunday, Jeez. ready to go, baby. And me, exactly. me and Poppy just talked this morning. He wants to make a comeback. He's supposed to be coming out Sunday. Good, we'll, we'll see. see. And what is that, just a straight hobby for you, or is yeah, it? Yeah, bro, it's my getaway. Yeah, it's yeah, my getaway, dude. Gotta get away from all the stress. Like when you own and run a video production company or a company in general, yeah. as you both know. Dude, sometimes you just need to get away. Yeah. You need to get away. Yeah. It's... And you guys are on the same team together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Palm Beach Reckless, baby. Shout out. Yeah. And do you still do these travel tournaments and whatnot with yeah, the team? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, Pete told me you shoot these tournaments as well? I used to. Okay. It's been it's been about like three years since I shot paintball, man. It's been a long time. Yeah. Were you working so with uh, NXL or what was the league that you were shooting with? Uh, I was actually with Social Paintball first. SPL. Yeah, SPL. And then we went to HK Army. We were jumping all over the place because yeah. it was me and a group of guys that we did it a lot. That shit was so much fun, dude. Yeah. Traveling and shooting paintball, you yeah. see everything, bro. You what do you mean, mean by that? Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just see some crazy ass shit, man. Yeah. Do you, does it even hurt? Or is the adrenaline running so much when you get hit by a paintball that you just kind of like? Put uh, your I mean, when you're on the sidelines filming, yeah, that shit yeah. fucking hurts, bro. Because like you're not playing, so yeah. your adrenaline's not pumping. You're just sitting yeah. there with a the camera and, and you're getting hit. And it's yeah. like, you get shot a lot as the cameraman, don't you? Oh my god, it was insane. Yeah, really? I put myself in positions to get fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a funny yeah, thing man. to think about, right? Like you're getting shot with paintballs, and you're not even playing. Not that playing. sucks. Yeah, no, it's yeah. garbage. Yeah, but I mean, it was super. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun though. At the end of the day, bro, especially when you come home and you see the sick ass footage you get. Yeah. yeah. Like, was there ever fights that broke out because this? Like, say oh, you shoot oh, a guy, yeah. or you know, like, like really? Bro, I mean, she like, gets heated sometimes. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm a little hothead myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I think like, especially too, like when all that adrenaline's involved, yeah. and then like there's also pain involved. You yeah. know, sometimes that like flips a switch in people that yeah. wouldn't normally spaz like that. Yeah, but it's like it's the pain. It's a lot of emotions it's going like, on when you get hit and you're already like on, you're on edge. Yeah, yeah. it just if you know, it's short fuse. Yeah, easily, dude. It's- do you, does it ever happen where you shoot someone and like they don't put their gun up and they try to like, of yeah. yeah, all the time. Oh, call those cheaters. Wipers. Yeah. <laughs> cheaters. Cheaters, man. Now, cheaters. on more of a personal sense, you said you moved out, you got your own place. Where do you live now? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so I was currently, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, last year I did move out for a couple of months. Okay. You know, something went down, came back in with the parents. So this mm. year the goal is, you know, either to buy a house or yeah, just move out in general. Yeah, I really place. want to buy a house, man. Okay. Really is that the goal to buy something? Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to own. I want yeah, to get into. I want to get into properties. Exactly. Know, property and you don't stuff. stay in the Palm Beach Gardens area. Where do you live? No, dude. I'm in Pines. Really? Hour and a half drive, bro. Wow. That was an hour and a half drive here, man. You plan on staying around there? Yeah, you know the uh, the Coral Springs area is yep. probably where I want to move up to. Mm-hmm. West, but, it's like what uh, five ninety five you take out there? Yeah, five ninety five, seventy five. Now, um, are you single? I am. Okay. Yeah. Are you yeah. mingling? We're, you know, we're, I'm keeping my head down. Yeah. <laughs> Last relationship, what didn't really go down, you know, hard or, or easy. Okay. Or, or that makes any sense. Like, yeah, it just yeah. wasn't, it wasn't easy. Okay. It wasn't easy at all. So kind of fucked me up a little bit, yeah. but I'm keeping my head down right now. Yes. Yeah. Focusing on the business. Stuff. Yeah. Mine business. Sometimes that's when something just appears out of nowhere, that's you know? That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, when you shoot this footage and, and you get this raw emotion, um, 
is it hard to cultivate that into something that's in your mind? You know, like like you have this picture of what right. you want to put together and then you shoot it and you're watching it back and it, and it's, it, is it hard to, to put this whole, like this whole art canvas together, you know? You know, sometimes it doesn't come out the way you want it to. Yeah. And then sometimes it does. Yeah. And then that's the rush that you get from it. Yeah. Especially while you're shooting it. Like for me, <laughs> I'll go ape shit crazy, especially with music videos. Like if the shot is coming out exactly how I want it to, mm. you'll hear me behind the camera. Woo! Just screaming hey. and shit, bro. Cause like I'm just so hyped about it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a great thing. So that's that's you know one of the things that I look for when it comes to shooting. Yeah. You get that rush from, yeah, when I'm putting everything that's up here. Yeah. Oh, it's a film. Yeah. Dude, like, it's it's amazing. When your cameraman's yelling behind the camera, you know yeah. you guys, he must be making some fire yeah. shit back there. I'll do the yeah. same thing when I'm tattooing. I'll, like, go to life and I'm like, yeah. He's done God that shit on my arm a couple yeah. of times. Pete's like, woo, boy, yeah. that shit is nice. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> What's your favorite music to listen to? You know, I'm, I'm all over the place, but, you know, as of recent, it's been a lot of uh, rock. Okay. There's this new style that came out. It's called funk. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. No. Like funk. Like MGK funk. Type, type vibes? No, dude. I don't know how to explain it, man. It is It is some... I got to show you after. Yeah. But yeah, it's some crazy shit. Yeah. It's different. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So we talked about music videos a lot, but like what would you... Do you have like a... I don't know what you would say, like genre of things you like to shoot the best. Like, do you like weddings more than music videos or like what, what was your favorite so, thing to shoot? Dude, like honestly, it all depends because the year has seasons, you know, yeah. throughout the entire year, you have your music video seasons and you have your weddings. Usually your weddings are during the winter. Mm. Your music videos are during the summer when, you know, it's hot out and people we outside. shoot, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, um, but it all depends, bro. It yeah. really all depends. Like last year, the end of, um, you know, towards the cast, the last couple of months weddings have been my thing i've shot over like 20 weddings really <laughs> from the last you know past four months dude. yeah so i'm kind of burnt out on yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, so it's nice to have a rotation i guess right yeah, keep exactly. it fresh yeah, yeah yeah you know from weddings to short films we do a lot i do a lot of corporate work as well mm -hmm. um but yeah man it's it's good to stay fresh stay on your toes a little bit because once you start getting into like the same thing it's like all right, it's repetitive. Do you ever get nervous that you have like 12 hours of footage on this little SD card and that SD card oh, can bro, go through? So fragile. I have yeah. so many stories of lost footage. Really? Like, really? It is the worst. When the SD card or the red mag from the camera gets corrupted. Uh, what do you do? I cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sit there for hours on end trying to recover, which we I do. You yeah, know? yeah. And it doesn't happen a lot. Sometimes it's out of your control, bro. Sometimes it's just shit happens. Yeah. Technology. Things fail. Um, but when, yeah, when that happens, I freak out a little bit. So yeah. now I've, I've implemented a thing where if I, after I shoot something for, you know, those first couple of hours, I'm instantly going to dump that footage onto the computer. <clears throat> and just to make start, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back it up and then everything, yeah. you know, just start on to the next one, dude. How many different cameras do you have? Uh, I have three right now. So, okay. Um, I own a red camera. I don't know. What, what does that, that mean? So that's a red cinema. A red cinema camera. Those those go from fourteen thousand up to fifteen thousand or fifty thousand dollars. Jesus. So, and what is that? And is that like what you would shoot a movie with? Yeah, it's it's a higher end production. Definitely. Well, that's yeah. Those are the cameras that you see on Netflix. Yeah. Really. You know, all all too. Is it your goal to shoot a film? Is that like the end goal? The end goal, man, really is just to to build up a very successful video production company that people can just 
look at and be like, oh man, I know who 1424 Media is. I love those guys. Do you always want to be the guy doing the work or is the goal to like hire staff and... Well, yeah. I, I want to get to a point where I have a team on yeah. on hand that I can be like, all right, here you go, just start dishing out things right. in there, you know, producing content and whatnot. I, I definitely like to direct a lot. Yeah. Directing is super fun for me because that's where you can focus the most of what's up here yeah. and then put it on film, you yeah. know. So, but yeah, to, to answer your question, the end goal would probably be to, to do a film, man, to yeah. get on a full feature film. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah bro. That is like, I want you guys to be like, yo, Pete, hey. Nick. Get up on there, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and watch my shit, bro. Hell we should yeah. be an extra in one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> that should be awesome, bro. Yeah, that would be, be pretty so cool. Just get super fucked up and be in the background. <laughs> just like holding, I don't know, a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random <laughs> shit. Besides paintball, it. what else do you like to do for fun? Bro, honestly, video games. You know, yeah. I'm I'm not the type to go out and party, bro. I'm really not, man. Introvert at heart. Yeah, 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 yeah bro. You know, I like to be on the PC, bro. I'm playing yeah. my video yeah. games and shit. And what do you play? Uh, everything right yeah. now it's been battlefield halo infinite shit like that have you tried vr yet i've got it actually that's yeah. so funny you, you mentioned that bro the quest 2 i've got that shit i, I just got it. one dude it's fucking dude, I nuts it. i love it things crazy world. whole different world kind of, a couple weird people on that yeah. shit but yeah. it's, it's a whole different does it make world. you sick at all dude only after i eat Oh yeah, it makes me dizzy as shit. Yeah. yeah, I can't play that after I eat. I uh, the first day I got it, I played for hours and was fine. Oh. And the next two days, I tried to play, and after like twenty minutes, I was like, oh, I gotta yeah, take bro. a break. Yeah, bro. You I don't know what was different. Though. I don't know what I did. It's weird, yeah. but I like. But it. it's, it's fucking fun, cool. Bro. It's really cool. It takes you away from the world a little bit, you know. Do you think in a hundred years we're all gonna be living in this virtual reality? No, I think it will be a lot more. Uh, what's the word I want? Prevalent? Is that relevant? Relevant? Rele- yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a lot more relevant, even in like 10 years, in five years, probably. I think a, almost everyone will have one in their house, I'd be willing to bet. Okay. I don't know that you'll be using it for even every day, but I think everyone will have one just because. But this metaverse cool. logic of like, like logging in, like Wally, like logging in and you are that person in real life. Like, do you think that's coming in the next hundred years? Well, I mean, it's almost like already showing signs of that where I don't think. I mean, I don't. If what you mean is your only version of life is like living in VR, well, then no, correct. I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be people that only live in VR, and like are in a fucking hospital bed that just keeps them alive. Yeah, while yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe when you turn like ninety years old or something, and mm-hmm. you're on your deathbed, and instead of just being on a ventilator in a coma, maybe that's what they do or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool though if that's the case. But I don't think there's going to be like twenty year old kids that are healthy and could be outside that just like lay in their bed and live Bro, in but there are VR. right now that do that That's shit. what I'm saying. Like, but they still have to like there. get up and go to the bathroom and eat food and like, there's also kids that just sit on their right. PC for right. 20 hours a right. day right. and right. only right. eat shit and sleep, you know? Right, 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 right. The fact that now you can have a VR headset, I don't think is the reason they're doing that. Those people were sedentary before VR was a thing. Right. You know what I mean? Do you think there's a, a high though behind living this persona like we call all these keyboard warriors but like yeah uh, i think there's a yeah. but you just said it yourself it exi- that term existed before vr because you were just a keyboard warrior now you can have an avatar and be a fucking avatar warrior but that same dilemma existed before vr i think what's holding us back from making that big jump though which i hope we won't fucking do but is the older generation i think when you think about teenagers these days all communication is done through fucking keyboards 
right? You think about dating and, and relationships and all meetings and right. Zooms and all this stuff is done virtually where you could be this badass, this different person, this, oh, you know. Yeah, it's a completely different world, man. Exactly. The cyber world is, is happening, whether we like it or not. Yeah. It's yeah. Bro. Like, I just recently filmed an NFT course and mm -hmm. like the shit I learned from that, dude. What cyber is your opinion on it? I, I don't know. I need to learn more about it because either you can come up big on it or you can fail miserably. So yeah. it, it all depends. But yeah. bro, the shit that I've learned from it, like, bro, cyber real estate, like that's you, what I'm saying. Like in the metaverse. You could, yeah, in the metaverse. All that all that extra shit. There's so much shit that I just got an Instagram ad today from a guy talking trying to sell cyber real estate. It was like yeah. an, one of those Instagram Bro, ads real. where it's like some billionaire t in his mansion talking to you about like how you can make residual income. Right. And it, the thing that he was selling was cyber real estate. Bro, it's real, man. But I don't know if we're living in this boom where it's going to fucking explode and everything's going to fall. Because <laughs> like in my mind, like what's backing that? What's backing that is money being poured into it. But my thing is like even with crypto that I have a decent amount of money in, like with Bitcoin and Ethereum and whatnot. I'm not going to fucking Starbucks and using a, a point zero 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 one Bitcoin, you know? Like, right, so right. while this but is But you've also seen over the last two years, slowly, some places you can. You can go and buy right. a car at some places yeah. with your Bitcoin. Or you can get some... There's places where you can buy things with Bitcoin. Right. And two years ago, you couldn't. Yeah. So in five years, maybe you do go to Starbucks and yeah. use point one one. Some places one are accepting Ethereum now, man. Right. It's, it's and with the trajectory it's that it's going on, where like now everything's incorporating it slowly but surely. I think a lot of businesses will be like, oh, well, but it's a worldwide. Okay, thing. why not? You, you know, know, it's a worldwide thing, and it's not something just happening here, bro. It's yeah, it, worldwide. And and I, I get, like even with NFTs, non fungible tokens, like yeah, you could have a digital uh, art piece on your wall that has a crypto punk, and you know yep. it's worth a quarter million dollars and sick. Yep. And I know that's in the blockchain, and that you own that, but I could still have a fucking me. I could have a of a digital fucking thing on the wall that has that same crypto punk. So I get that like the thought behind it, where on the blockchain I own this one of one piece. But for me, it's like, if I have a Pokemon card that's worth a million dollars, I have that bitch, and it's me, it's in my safe, and I see it, and I touch it. Right. And I get that. But if you're saying it's 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 this this theory and this logic that it's a one-of-one, one, how is it a one-of-one one if I could have that one-of-one on one in my fucking it's wall? It's a certificate, bro. Cause yeah, with cause every, with every could... NFT that you buy, you get a certificate. You... What it is is the certificate. You hold the certificate. That's literally the one. Because like, okay, someone. I think it was like Logan Paul or even Gary Vee that said this on uh, Impulsive. You can have the Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. Right. There's only one Mona Lisa. Correct. You can buy a poster of the Mona Lisa and put it in your house, but you don't have the Mona Lisa. You've got a picture of the Mona Lisa in your house, but you but, don't. That yours is worth three dollars, and the Mona Lisa is worth whatever it's worth. Right. Because that's the original. You don't have. You the can take Mona a Lisa. screenshot of the NFTs that I own and say, "Yeah, look, I got a fucking dead donkey or whatever they're called," you know. <laughs> yeah, right. But you don't. You've just got a picture of mine. I've got the certificate that says I own this, and this is what it's worth. Yours is worth nothing. Sick. What I'm saying is though, the Mona Lisa in the Louvre in Paris, people travel fucking millions of miles to go see that bitch. So I see the Mona Lisa. Yeah. If I could fucking pop up the Mona Lisa on my wall, what the fuck is? How's their value in the Mona Lisa? You know what I'm saying? You just said the same thing though. You can travel to Paris or wherever it is and go see the Mona Lisa. Or you, I could print it out on your printer right here, and but I can show you on your, exactly. So, what's your question? What you're saying is, I if I own the Mona Lisa about. NFT on my phone, you can travel to wherever I am, and I can show you the Mona Lisa NFT on my phone, or you can Google the Mona Lisa NFT and look at it on your phone. 
But you're going to either see the original or you're going to see a picture of the original. He he made a good point. And I under, listen, I get it. But he, he's saying that there's value in the certificate of owning it. I understand that's that. My thing it. is, yeah. I'm old school. There's value in seeing the motherfucker. Right, physically. And, and so with NFTs, there's really no value in seeing the motherfucker. It's the only you can see the certificate. That's, that's how I don't give a fuck about a certificate, <laughs> Pete. All I care about is seeing the bitch, you know? Yeah, I'll show it to you. You can see, see, see a certificate. Like, what do you it's, mean? It's, what do you Perceive it all because the on a screen it doesn't count. It needs to no, be, no, no, dude. What like, are you saying? I don't get it. Yes, I I'll show you. But because it's on a screen, it doesn't count. <laughs> the fact that you can screenshot that bitch and send it to me, how is there value? So in you that? can print it out, and then it's a physical certificate. Now it counts. I get. You're That's right. Stupid. I get. Okay, I admit. I understand where you're coming from. It's just. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said stupid, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, Pete. I just don't want to accept the fact that people are paying a million fucking dollars. For a code, you know? Bro, that's a cyber world, People baby. also yeah. pay a million so dollars when someone just throws paint at a canvas and splatters it on you there. Know, and you get, goes, that's fine. You get a bunch of guys that got a bunch of money and they're like, yo, let's just throw money into this shit and see how everybody reacts. That's yeah. exactly what happens, bro. That is literally what happens. And now everybody's going ape shit crazy. Oh, no, nah, I need a, you know, I need this. I need that. Yeah. I'm going to price it at this. I'm going to value at this. And now you've got a shit show. Basically. Yeah. And we've also got like this clout is like such a relevant term now that matters for some reason mm -hmm. um where you've got like these art pieces where like the end of your argument that i can sort of understand is where people are dumping a shitload of money into things that like aren't really that interesting looking you know yeah. like they're like super pixelated yeah poorly drawn images that have the value that they have because for however that was determined which again like i don't have enough understanding of all this to really under know how it ever got to be so expensive neither yeah. do i bro i don't know I don't know but for some it. reason, it's justified. Um, <laughs> that confuses me. You know how there's like some of them are really well drawn and really cool looking and really intricate, and you can tell some artists probably spent a ton of time drawing this. Where there's others that look like yeah. we're drawn with like a left-handed person drew it with their right hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's the same way they fucking duct tape a banana on a the banana wall. on a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of it makes sense. None exactly. of it fucking makes that, sense. But now here you here comes this one dude. With a bunch of fucking money that has nothing else to do, better yeah, to do with it. Right. I'm gonna throw I money like on this. it. You know what I mean? That's right. literally what it is. Like, so Gary Vee said something on impulsive or full send. Full I can't send. remember oh, which guys, one. Yeah. Um, so talking about NFTs, he was saying it's definitely in like a boom right now. Yeah. And it's definitely abnormally popular and right. abnormally trendy right now. And 98% of NFT projects will fail, but in 10 years, and it will still be talking about NFTs every day. Yeah. Is his predictions. And Gary Vee like, hasn't been and, and wrong very often. To the point, well, I guess I'm arguing against my original argument. I uh, believe that too. Again, yeah. I do believe we're going in this world, like I said, right. the cyber world. I, right, I get right, it. Right. I guess I just like, I, I listen to my dad too much. The fact that like, <laughs> like I can't see it. Why the fuck are you paying for that? You know? And, but also I'm with to the, you in that sense. I don't point, get it. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. And like yeah. after your point, yeah, Pete, I might go buy a quarter of an NFT. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm sold, Pete. Yeah. But, what I'm saying is, is like, if it doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't make sense to me. And yeah. it's still, I get, I've watched all the videos on it. I watch these people talk about it. But maybe the reason they're making money is just because people are pouring more money into it. Or maybe that four pixel picture is selling for a quarter million dollars because the hedge fund baby just said, fuck it, I'm going to bid $200,000 for this right. thing. Well, that's why I brought up the cloud yeah. things because you see a lot of these super expensive nfts are being backed or promoted by a celebrity with a lot of clout yeah you know so it's like that's the we were talking about it the other day where she's like 
you know, I see all these people making money. Like, I just need to fucking draw something. And like, I, we got to get in on this. You yeah, know, everyone's making money. Doing. Yeah, but it's, it's like literally their mindset right now. The thing that leverages, you know, a drawing and turns it into a million dollar NFT is the person that's promoting it Correct. and marketing it, which Correct. is no different than like any other business. You know, yeah, you yeah, can start yeah. a anything really and if you've got a million people that will listen to your business you're probably going to have a pretty good head start versus yeah. the guy that has a thousand followers on instagram so that's like the the part that kind of i'm conflicted on is i don't get what makes them valuable other than just the person that vouches for it saying i think this is dope of course you know and that yeah. seems to really be the only underlying factor i think what's crazy too is i mean we're both fans of like logan paul and and i think he's i from what I understand. You guys like him? I do. I, do. Yeah, I, I used to hate him. So I, I used to hate him. So. And then I listened to his podcast starting three years ago, Impulsive, and he jumped on it like a year ago. Um, and he's our age, and I think he's really matured from what I'd see. Again, it's, you always see what's behind film. I, and I, I was pleasantly right, surprised because right, right. yeah. I was, I don't want to say like I was a hater before that because I don't really spend a lot of energy hating on many things. But I wasn't like a fan for no, sure. Yeah. When people talked about him, I'd kind of roll my eyes and be like, oh, yeah, that kid. Oh, you know? well, that's like, a part of the media. Exactly. Just, it's know, the image that he definitely has I think for the most part for yeah. people that haven't looked into yeah. him at I'm any level yeah. but once I started listening to him really talk and like especially on his podcast where I think he's like pretty transparent yeah the kid's pretty smart and like very much more mature than he like the world the makes him out to seem and and the, the point I'm getting to is like these A-list celebrities the Brad Pitts the movie stars right and the next wave of generation which I believe is going to be the Logan Pauls and shit mm -hmm. I think it's crazy though because the movie stars would have made five million dollars on a hit film or whatever it was these influencers that have high engagement and that influence are making tenfold that on these deals that they're doing and I think it's increasing how much true influence that they fucking have they yeah. really have the power of if they pick up a brand that brand is fucking flying oh, yeah. you know so. and, and like you see Dave Portnoy like sometimes he'll post on his social media like and that's why I love him for it he'll pick like a, a two weeks ago he picked this random sangria place like in New Hampshire and he's like I love sangria let me try it the next day the dude was sold out you know yeah, so it, it's like you talk about like influence and, and you're kind of like oh the Instagram influencer right. these fucking people are making multi-million dollar brand deals yeah. like in their sleep you yeah. know that's like just what marketing name, is it is it's just by their name if they're holding something in their hand and you see it in the video people are going to instantly just jump to it, it. uh full send is launching an nft project i think today and they just announced yesterday that they started a discord for like all their announcements no for shit. their nft project mm -hmm. their discord crashed in like the first 15 minutes that it existed yeah. because twenty thousand people tried to join the server in like the first 15 <laughs> minutes and I think it's crazy because ultimately in this digital world we're living in, you feel like you're fucking friends with these people. You know, like you watch their videos, you listen right. to their podcasts, right. you watch them move and talk on film and you're yeah. like, all right, bro. Like I, them, yeah, man. I've hung out with him more than my fucking friends this week, you know, <laughs> right. you know, so it's like, so in reality, I, it's the wave that's coming. We can't fight it. You know, I, if you're someone who isn't on the way, find a tangible skill that's not going anywhere. I'm in construction. I don't think that's going anywhere. No. You know, yeah. robotics. But Trades they, don't die. Like no, no, but they said, um, I heard this to six, about like 2040, like 55% of jobs are going to be automated. You know, and I think it's crazy mm. to, to, to think that. Like I saw a, a video of a girl in San Francisco the other day where the, the server was a robot. And, yeah, and, yeah. and literally yeah. the server came up she hit a few buttons, the thing went in, took the food out, you know, and people are like, sick, I don't have to tip anyone anymore, you know, right, like, right, right. And, and, and so, is that what that means? Do you think there is no tip at the end? If it's a fucking robot, I guess not. <laughs> like, but what? I bet they still ask you when you check out. Right. 
for gratuity? I'm a little torn. Okay, so I was really conflicted on whether I wanted to talk about this on the podcast or not. And I'm still, even as I'm talking about it, I don't know if I really want to dive into it. Let's but it's it. we sort of need to, I think. I know a ton of people that watch this podcast are from the service industry. And myself, prior to tattooing, service industry for like the last eight years. Right. I understand gratuity. I understand tipping. If anything, I'm an over-tipper. Every mm-hmm. time I go out, anywhere I go, over-tip. I'm not downplaying tipping mm-hmm. by bringing this topic up. I just want to preface with that. Yeah, yeah. But... Now it seems everywhere you go, the credit card processor is like defaulted to gratuity at the end, you know, where like every food service place or I don't even want to limit it to food service or even use the word service because now it implies like gratuity should be included. But like Bolet, Chipotle. Bolet um, was the first thing that like sparked this thought in my head where I'm still torn on it because at Bolet, at least there's a person that you're talking to on the other side of the camera that's going, what would you like, you know, and then puts it in your bowl. At least someone's talking to you. Um, and then, like, you know, do they get the same 20% that the server at a restaurant yeah. who, like, waits on you and does all the work? Do, Dude, is that know, justified? You no, know, I ask sometimes. I even ask. I'll ask them across the counter, like, are you getting this money if I tip you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's or, a good question this, also. Or is this being taken off of, you know. From the top. Right, yeah. Right. But we went to, I think it was BurgerFi the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's an automated system. You yeah. order from a computer. There's no one, like. There's no servers, you know, yeah, no one's right. like talking to you or greeting you, whatever. And then at the end, when you go to check out, it asks you to tip. And I was like, I mean, I hit fucking 20% and tipped 20%, but then I looked at JoJo and I was like, that felt weird, right? Where's yeah. it going? Like, yeah, like who? And there's a guy going? that brought our tray out to our table, you know, because we have a number on our table and they brought the food over. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that maybe it goes to him. But like... At the same time, it seems a little weird that like now it's just become a standard that when you check out with your credit card, it's like, how much do you want to tip? And society has kind of trained us that you're a dick if you don't tip when it's yeah. an right. option, you know? Right. Right. I think an easy answer to that, not easy, but an easy justification is like hospitality workers in a bar, restaurant, whatever, they're getting paid like four twenty-five an hour. And right? that was the next conversation was like, I wonder, what does like, these guys get So paid? I think legally, if you're not serving someone, something, you have to get paid minimum wage. I, how There's no way BurgerFi is people not paying those guys does right. at least minimum wage, hour, you know. Yeah. But it's interesting because like I was in Minnesota where my fiance's family's from and those, the minimum wage for hospitality is $10. So wow. as, as a server, you get ten dollars an hour plus tips. Ten dollars an hour plus tips. But what's funny is you see a direct correlation in the service. Really? Oh, they don't give a fuck. No, no, I'm not gonna say they don't give a fuck because they don't need the tips. But if they're right, weeded, they're they, if they're weeded, they're like, I'm not sweating over this. You know, oh. I'm still making ten bucks an hour. When I went to France, in France, servers are get fifteen to twenty bucks an hour. You sat down, maybe. 30, 40 minutes, and they'll come over and say, okay, what would you like to eat? Uh, oh, shit. You know? You're, you're, it directly reflects, reflects the service, service you, you know? Wow. Um, so I think it, and that's what the way I would direct it is like, it's case by case, but if I know someone's busting their ass, then yeah, I tip absolutely. directly to that, you know? If someone's making minimum wage, like with the bole, stuff like that, I'll usually do like 10% or something like that, yeah. and like, hey, uh, you're a high schooler, take my money, you know, yeah. take a few bucks, it's not gonna hurt anything. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, now that I think about it, like, now that we're getting into more of the digital age, right, the future, right. where are the blue-collared workers going in like, 
they're not there, is, dude. There's a huge like, lapse in my industry, bro. Yeah. There's not there. What's it, going on? Man? It's it's scary. I, I mean, we're all the same age ish. Right. I mean, how many guys you know are carpenters, masonry guys, mm. plumbers, electricians? I know three from like my thousand Facebook friends. You know, sure. um, and it's scary. Like a part of me is like, yeah, sick. It's gonna be a monopoly in ten years for me. I'm gonna be you know the only contractor in South Florida, whatever. Right. A part of me is like, this is not good because there's no work. There's no work you know, and and reality. I talk about it all the time, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of these people think that we need to send these illegals out. My thing is, no, you need to make them legal because if we send all the illegals out, there's no construction being done. Yep. You know, these high rises going up, these communities going up. You know, my thing is, if you want their income to be taxed, make them make it easier process for them to become citizens. I, I think everyone should be paying, you know, their their fair share. But if we kick them all out, boy, there ain't gonna be it's no work being happen. done. You know, yeah, it's it, so it's not that. You know, I, I feel like the process. You know, to 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 make someone a citizen and get that tax is such a drawn out process. Where if you want them to to, to expedite the process and pay their fair share fairly fast, we had to expedite it. You know, we yeah. have to we have make it easy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Um, but I, I the the last question I have on the service thing is if you have a horrible server who is a dick to you and doesn't give a shit, are you still, still giving them twenty? You still giving? Them I feel 20%? like it almost sticks it to him a little bit. To like wake the fuck up because they they I think at some point during the service if they're doing a real bad job yeah. you know they probably know that they're doing a pretty yeah. bad job and they've also probably written off that table like oh these guys aren't gonna yeah. fucking tip me you know I've been I dropped the ball on yeah. that when you still tip twenty percent I feel like it it like reinforces to them like damn there's good people out there like next time I should I, I won't give up on that table I should right. try to recover yeah. I should try harder you know we're like if you then just dog them and don't give them a tip or give them a shitty tip they'll be like ah see i'm glad i didn't pay them any attention well i feel like that's a hit or miss too bro correct totally. there's, there's people that care about what they do and there's yeah, people, people that, that just don't. for sure morally in my head i'm just leaving the 20 percent anyway just like a burger fight i didn't even fucking see a person around but i was like all right and okay, tipped yeah, yeah. anyway because right, i was right, like this right, is right, what right. i think i'm supposed to do now how does that work as a bar manager with uh say bartenders for instance they're all pulling right yeah um and you have one shitty bartender that's consistently shitty uh, that's you... a manager problem at that point. Okay, I'm about to know? say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's directly to management. Yeah, I mean, in a place, I love bars that pool. I've yeah. always loved working at bars that pool. I like managing bars that pool, especially because you can really pull anyone to do anything because yeah. it's everyone's. You never get the response like, oh, that's not my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because um, we're all in this together, you know? It's a team effort. And I mean, at any restaurant, whether they pool or not, I think you would admit the best environment is the one that operates as like a team effort. Yeah. Of course. And what's going to promote a team effort more than all of our money's the same money yeah, you know? yeah so i like the idea of pooling um but then it really comes back on the manager to make sure your staff is on point because as soon as someone's slacking the other eight employees or however many people are going to let you know that person's not pulling their weight and like i don't want to fucking share my money with them Shit, that, and then I mean, it, that makes sense bro because yeah. like, it works in the opposite way now you don't have this fucking family anymore right. it's like us against them so then it comes back to the manager you got to make sure your staff's on point you know, it's tough. We're all young entrepreneurs, um, but you've managed and, you know, you you run your company and you have your subcontractors right, and whatnot that, right. that film and whatever your stuff. And, and <laughs> me as a contractor, I have my subs that do that. It's very hard being, as I'll say, as young as we are, but as youthful as we are, talking to people in that management sense of like, oh, it's very uncomfortable, you know, and it's hard to like, I wish I had that, that dick, not dick switch in my body, but like that switch of like, 
that wasn't right. You know, I think like, I've got it. I, yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't have that complex. Really? Yeah. No. Nah, no problem. And I think it's a blessing. Like, is yeah. is that hard I mean, for it's, you? It's really not, bro. Once I see that somebody's just not at the same level as yeah, I yeah. am, just and like, that's the no. thing. It's never unjustified. You know, I have no problem saying things that, like, you know, you deserve to hear. Yeah, you know, right. Um, right. If I'm firing somewhere and I'm having a or I'm having a difficult conversation with an employee. It, it's probably because I've given I'm a nice dude and like yeah. I've given you plenty of hints that you need to switch this act yeah. up or you need to change what you're doing and if it gets to the point where we're having a sit down it was coming you know yeah. and you probably knew it and, and like I don't have any complex saying what I need to say because I've put you I've set you up for success to do what you need to do and as long as I've done that then like I always say bro like you're a grown-ass adult yeah you, you know, know what's you right. know what needs to get done yeah that's that's what I tell anybody yeah. that I work with if, if they fail to get something done or whatever the case may be. Right. Like you and I are grown ass adults at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You have responsibilities, get it done. It is what it is. Yeah. And that's, that's really how I come across. Right. Are you a perfectionist? I try to be man, but yeah. it, I feel like it's a little unhealthy sometimes. You yeah. Know? yeah. Cause sure. one, you waste time and then you, you start to become obsessive. And it's like, it's good. hard because it, in my line of work too, we talked about it. Like, I guess all of our lines of work, like with a tattoo, you know, he could do a tattoo and it's subjective to like someone saying, Ooh, that's good. And Ooh, that's not good. Like right. you can make a video and like, you know, someone can say, well, it's the best video I've ever saw. And you're like, that's mm, not my best work. You know, like, so when you're editing and, and, and producing something, where's that line where you're like, okay, that's it. You know, that, that, this is it. I, you know, I have a, uh, you got to turn it in on, on, you know, within a certain yeah time deadline, time, yeah. You know, you have deadlines. So, like, if I have time that I can sit here and sit on it for however many days, I will. But if I need to get this shit in by tomorrow, it needs to be done. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do my best. I'll look over it a couple of times, make sure there's no errors. But then, boom, we you know we get it out and, and, and turn it in. Do you it. do you send it to a review team to kind of look at or do a once over no, on it's it? More, it's more of just the client. You know, you yeah. look at it. I'll have maybe my brother come over and look at it. Yeah. My parents look at it, see get their ideas or yeah. not. Um, and then obviously the client always has their feedback. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's you know it's really what you, what you think and what you come up with. How do you deal with constructive criticism? Because I find myself mm. sometimes being hard with constructive criticism because I guess I know how much I put my heart in, into it. Yeah. My dad was my boss and now we're partners in our right. construction company. And it's interesting because that constructive criticism, we all have our flaws, but like sometimes it gets to me, you know, mm. because it's like we all have strengths and weaknesses, right? And if right. you only point out my weaknesses, I know I fucking have those weaknesses, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. So right. at what point is it constructive criticism? At what point is it like, listen, it is what it is, you know? And, and yeah. it's hard. How do you deal with that? You know, I, so I have this thing, man. It's like construct constructive criticism is you're there to you know learn from yeah. that, right. right? So like constructive, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, are you, <laughs> you don't be an asshole to yeah. me, right? Let me learn from from whatever, right? You know, like give me feedback so I can learn from it. Don't be an asshole and talk down on me, because mm-hmm. right. then that's not constructive criticism. That's literally being an asshole, yeah. right? You know. I think um, that's the key thing right there is when it stops being constructive and right. when it stops being... I'm totally being open to, yeah. to receiving constructive Correct. criticism, right. bro. I mean, that's what the industry is all about. Yeah. But don't start being an asshole about it and being like, bro, this is garbage. So like, do it again. Like, right. no. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what what's wrong, what what needs to be corrected. Right, right. And, and with this, like I said, subjective opinions to your work, do you have co- like clauses in your contracts with these clients to say, hey, like, it's my final product, you're taking it? Or like, if they give you reviews on and edits, at what point is it this is the final product? So usually, yeah, we give them two um, two revisions. Okay. So we'll send them the first draft, all right? 
maybe some corrections need to be done. Boom, that's the first revision. All right, they got a little bit more. That's the second revision, and then that's it. Anything okay. more than that, there's going to be additional charges. Yeah, yeah. I know, like that. Put it on, bro, because if not, people take advantage. Bro, I've learned, man. I've had people take advantage of that shit when I didn't have that in the contract. Right, or yeah, contract yeah. It at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. When I first started, dude. And it, it just, it got bad. It got nasty. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and the last thing on constructive criticism, and I would say when it comes to everything in life, it's how you deliver it, you know? And right. I find that, like, whenever I'm delivering sometimes not easy information to deliver, I'll always start off with a positive. Like, hey. Right. Have you heard of the compliment sandwich? Absolutely. Right. You start exactly. with a compliment, right. yeah, with a compliment, right. and in the middle. Right, right. And I think my dad's so blue collar, fucking been doing construction for 40 years, it's like, Nick, that was shit, you know? And it yeah. would. And it's hard because whenever I hear that, I'm just like, why the fuck am I even trying? Do you think right. that your dad would say, have the exact same criticism verbiage to someone that wasn't his son versus when he talks to you? Or do you think he's extra hard on you? No, I'm the coach's son who yeah, he fucking, right. you know. Because like yeah. for constructive criticism, like I can remember when I was a kid and my dad was a coach. Yeah. I couldn't handle it from him. When yeah, he yeah. would yell at me, I'd like fucking shut down and break down and yeah, want to cry. Yeah, right, right, Another right. coach could rip me and I would just be like, okay, yes, yeah. yes, sir. You know, and like learn, listening to what he said and like apply it if my dad yelled at me like that's why that's why family family business complex is so complex because you know he knows what fucking pisses me off you know he and i know the same about him you know if i really want to get under his skin so it's like i try to explain to him all the time it's like dad i guess i'm a sensitive bitch in a certain extent but like hey yo nick you worked your ass off you you fucking tried the next time I would just switch this, this, and this. Right. Continue doing, continue learning, but that's what I would say. Right. I would take that and fucking run 100 miles yep. with it. Yeah, yep. But if you look at me and say, Nick, that's shit. You got to fix it. I'm like, fuck, dude. Bro, like, the that's, same way, man. You know? And like, clients will be like that sometimes. I'll yeah. be like, okay, well, what do you want to fix? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not what I was thinking. The or fuck were you thinking then, man? go a different direction. Okay, what direction? Right. What yeah, do you right. want, man? Like, give me something. You yeah. can't be vague. Um, and. And I don't think it's a generational thing. I do think it's a generational thing in the fact that like our our yeah. parents' generation was like that. And I think that's right. why there's so many things got, you know, torn up. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want a uh, participation trophy. All I'm saying is you have to be specific in what you want right. and tell me what you want. And maybe that comes down to our school system and the way we were raised, how, you know, you had a syllabus and you have to, you know, X, Y, Z about things to do. Right. Right. But I'm a very thing where like whenever I start a project, I lay it all out. I mm. see what I have to do. And then I hit the marks. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. And then when it's done, it's done, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that layout that's hard. Um, one of your original points you made when I asked why you wanted to do your own thing was like, I want it to work for myself. Yep. And it was interesting. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I said, I like doing and working for me because there's no ceilings to what I could do. Right. You know? Right. And I think that's the biggest point is like, for anyone who's looking to go down their own avenue, whether it's a side project or a side business or a different, in, you know, thing of income, and it's like, understand that there's going to be a lot of pressure on you and you truly never, you know, like, it's cliche, but like, Pete will never have time off because sometimes he'll get text at 12 a.m. And it's like, yo, bro, can you tattoo me in a week? Mm -hmm. And he'll look at that at 12 a.m. and be like, I'll answer it tomorrow. Right. But if he wants to make what he wants to make next year and his goal, he has to answer that right then. Mm -hmm. So it's tough because you get these bones thrown ahead of you and you're like, yeah. okay, are you going to take the bone? Or right. And it's right. how high do you want to push that ceiling? And I think that's what is exciting behind it in that high we get from it is because ultimately if I want to make a quarter million dollars this year, motherfucker, it's up to me. 
to make a quarter million dollars this year, right. you know? There's no limitation. There's man. no limitation. How hungry are you? You want to go and get that shit? Go get it. Go man. get it, That's man. That's how I wake up every day and I'm like, man, fuck this. Like, yeah. Even when waking up late, dude, like waking up late for me, 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the afternoon, like, dude, I'm wasting my fucking day. Uh, yeah. I want to be up early. I don't want to start eating exactly and um i think that momentum and that hunger for more is what pushes regular people to become extraordinary you know and and, and it pushes people that started with nothing at a a gym job to be producing the biggest music videos in the world you know um it's hard though because we had just talked about on the the last podcast that work-life balance and like for you is there a certain point where like listen i made a quarter million dollars this year i'm cool cruising on this year to year or do you find yourself with the personality of like that's never enough i have to hit more never satisfied really never satisfied always want to get more always want to achieve what i did you know more than what i achieved last year do you find it hard to achieve a work-life balance with that mindset bro sometimes it's either work or or go hungry right that's really what it is dude it is a little hard for me to balance it because like either i'm i'm not working so i'm not eating tonight or whatever go out and party and yeah. fuck, say fuck it like, yeah right it's it's it, it gets it does get hard man it yeah. really does get hard but i'm 24 like fucking get it now so i can live the rest right. of my life exactly I, i'm i had like that same thought as you were just saying what you were saying and like we talked about work-life balance a lot on the previous episode we just did and a point that we didn't make that i think is worth bringing up is like you shouldn't feel bad if you don't have work-life balance now. And like to the point that you were making that the guy told you in the sauna that you may never achieve work-life balance. Right. I don't I think the goal should definitely be to eventually achieve it, but everyone there's going to be a long process and campaign of building a business and building and developing what you're doing before you achieve that balance. Like the end goal is to have the work-life balance, I feel like. And then that's when you can kind of put it on autopilot and cruise. But there's going to be a lot of years and a lot of time of building and developing your business to get to that point of balance, you know? So like what you were saying to the point of, you know, what if your goal is to make 200K this year, a quarter million dollars this year, and it's going to be really hard to balance, you know, your time off and your days off and relaxing with that goal. That's true. But to get yourself to a point where you're making a quarter million dollars a year, you know, the next year that quarter million will come easier. You know, if the, if the goal doesn't go up, that same number will come easier. And you're, you've built your business, you know, you've marketed your business for a whole year being at that level of a quarter million dollar business a year. I feel like for, for a company, like the end goal is for it to make it. Automation. Yeah. Automation. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that That's is really once it, it becomes automated is when the work life balance starts to come. But it's going to take a long time to get to that point. You yeah. don't start a business and automate it on the first not, day. Man. Absolutely not. I'm torn because yes, but. I don't I think that's a I think that's a myth or a dream. I don't think like if I make a quarter quarter million dollars this year of putting in X amount of effort, next year it's not gonna be easier. I still have to put X amount of effort. Maybe I'm more numb more. to that effort because that more. expectation is lower right. and I and I have a standard. I think every year your standard is raised, but I don't think the effort declines. I well, think I, let's talk about like we talked about we don't have to say numbers, but we talked about your business this yeah. year and that you've already secured one huge job. And you've got, you really only want to secure one more huge job and you'll be good for the year. Correct. Say you secure that job next month and now you're booked for the whole year. Anyone that inquires about a job for the rest of the year is now going on next year's calendar. Correct. So you might have your entire year booked for next year before this year is even done. Correct. So this whole, uh, whatever stress that you have as far as acquiring clients or whatever, in two years, maybe you're booked five years in advance. Yeah. 
So now you're not even doing client acquisition anymore. Everyone's coming to you because you've been doing these quarter million dollar jobs every year. And now that's the word of mouth you have. Instead of people saying, oh, yeah, he did a really good job on my $20,000 bathroom. Yeah. It's he did a really good job on my million dollar condo. Right. Yeah. And they're telling right. all their friends with right. million dollar condo. So I do think it gets easier every year. As long as you've got the pedal down and you're growing the business every year, right. the next year should be easier in theory. It's not a guarantee, no, 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 of course. No, no, no. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you fuck up yeah, a job, that's, that's, and then you lose clients, yeah. and now you lost money, and now right. it's a, oh, yeah, fuck, it's, you know? It's a 50-50 thing, and, man. And I think it's... It, I think with our mindset, we'll be okay because we're hungry people. But I think a lot of people, they'll get a break or they'll get a, like, for instance, I could get this one big job this year. And then take three months off. And then take and three then months off and, and then it slips, you know. But that isn't balance either, you know. The, that's where okay, you, you won't ever achieve the work-life balance because you took, okay, I made this fat amount of money. Now I'm just going to chill for however long I'm going to chill for yeah. until I need money again. Yeah. That isn't balance either. Just because you're, like, comfortable and chilling, that isn't yeah. what work-life balance is. Yeah. Work-life balance is... Giving enough entertainment to the financial side of work, the relaxing side of life, your family, so that all three areas feel equally fulfilled, you know? Like, you, work-life balance doesn't mean shutting off work and relaxing, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. And as long as right, you've right. got that balance in place, then it should be sustainable long-term. Yeah. But you're talking about extremes, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. if I make all this money and then I take three months off, then I'm going to be in trouble financially. Yeah. But that's not what balance is, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm not a balanced person. We talk about it all the time. I, I suck at it. I, dude, I really I, do. I'm not good at it. Man. I'm either getting better, or I'm getting worse. I'm very. Right. I never stay stagnant. Um, and it's tough for me because that's my personality. You know, I'm mm -hmm. either, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a quick buyer. I'm a quick to it. I make right. decisions fast, and I either get burned by it or it's great for me. Um, but I'm, I, I am very fast. Go, go, go. And uh, it's tough because ultimately I don't know if I will ever be that guy with balance. Um, right. I, I might be 100 miles an hour, then 20 miles an hour, then 100 miles. You know, I, I don't know. It's going to be always something that I chase, but it's interesting because for me, I don't know if it's ever attainable. The last thing I'll say on it, though, is I heard this quote from Kobe Bryant, and I think it's so true, is I think the dream is the day-to-day. I think the dream, everyone pictures this life of like, you picture the dream of you fucking on a Justin Bieber music video, directing it, getting right. paid, you know, right, seven right, figures right, to right, do right. it, whatever. But I think the dream is showing up every day in today's world and grinding. Because that is the dream, right? The dream is cultivating it. The right. dream is manifesting it. The dream is putting the parts together and, and making something out of it. He said, I was living my dream every day, waking up at 6 a.m. and getting to the basketball court. That was the dream in itself. We live in this fairy tale world where like the dream is the top of the mountain. Or like if you're an NFL player winning the Super Bowl, that's one fucking night. Right. You know, you're going to live your entire existence for fucking 12 hours of winning the Super Bowl. I think people need to fall in love with the process in the day to day or you will be miserable your entire life chasing this thing that's going to be so finite. I agree, man. You I know, agree. I and, and if you agree. don't love the process, then fucking switch what you're doing because you're going to be a miserable fuck, yep. you know, yep. um, and uh, find that balance between being successful and being fulfilled and try to find that interconnect of whatever that is for you. I feel like what you just said is really uh, like th the way I see is loving the day to day is almost the same thing is the only way you'll do that is if you have a decent work life balance. 
See, so how you, are you going to love the process if, like, you know, you're burning yourself out on one of those ends of the spectrum? You know. But I think what the fairy tale is is loving the process means I'm going to wake up. You're going to wake up every day and be like, yeah, today's fucking tattooing. You're going to wake up every day and be like, oh, I can't wait right. to edit. You know. Yeah. No, the process is waking up, fucking 25, 30, 40 percent of the time, being like, fuck this, dude. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to because it's part of the process. You have to start to love the 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 agony and the pain of the bullshit little tasks you have to do cleaning and doing it honestly bro i have never heard it like that dude. you know that's a hard sell in my mind no i've never heard and i like it to be honest with you because like you gotta love that shit you have to bro i understand what you're saying i just think you're gonna have a hard time convincing other people you gotta love the shitty things but so there's, there's shitty things to ever. I mean, it's all a part of I it. could show you the most beautiful fucking relationship in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be days you wake up and like, dude, your breath smells. You're fucking annoying <laughs> me today. What the fuck am I right, doing, right? right? And that's supposed to be your favorite part, though. No, what I'm saying is you have to learn to love those parts or deal with them because you'll never fucking get the big picture if you don't deal with that, right? right? Mm-hmm. Those days right. you wake up with, I'll say the relationship with your partner, and you're like, dude, I'm not feeling this today. You have to sit back and say, listen. This is a me problem. I'm going through some shit, whatever. This is okay because I see the big picture and I understand what I'm chasing. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up and you're like, oh, this is annoying me today. Fuck it. I'm out of this relationship. You're never going to work, right? So you could jump on on editing videos and you could be on a high for three months. You could book three big profile clients and you could be on a high. And then after those three months, it's annoying bullshit work you have to do. And if that bullshit work hits you and you're like, "Mm, I'm out. Then that dream is gone in a no second. Way. You have to learn to deal with the bullshit because in the re- in the dealing with the bullshit love and it, loving bro. the process are two different things. There, I think it's the same thing because the all, bullshit. It's all a part of it. It's a all they're part. Both, they're it. both the same thing, bro. Like you know, dealing with the bullshit and loving the process, though. I think loving the process is dealing with the bullshit because there's always bullshit of everything. Right, you're going no to have what. to deal with the bullshit. I just think it might be a little unrealistic to think you have to love the bullshit. I feel like more of you have to accept it. Like that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, you have right. To accept yeah, yeah. it. I you think know maybe love was just the wrong yeah. word then. Right. So embrace. yeah, it's going to be you a have part. To, you, have, of you, have, you have to embrace sure, it, right? Yes. If you're at the gym and you're straining your muscles trying to build muscle and work out, you have to accept and embrace the fact that this is sucking, but it's making me better and that struggle is making my yeah. brain build calluses, right? right? right. You have to accept that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are fucking soft and weak and they get that 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 embrace as soon they, as they hit a hurdle they give up they give up because oh, everything yes. wants to be given that's right, right. fuck that man you, you got know? obstacles you got to attain and go over exactly you, you got to get it you got to get it that's why i always say i wake up hungry man that? there are days where i'll have a 12 hour production come home have to edit so i'm editing through the night yep. wake up the next morning early for another day you know for another full production day mm-hmm. i'm fucking tired but at the end of the day, I fucking love it. Yeah, I love it, bro. And that's why I understand why these these people who have busted their ass and really cultivated something have this confidence and swagger to them because they understand what have what has gone into them, you know, or what has gone into the process. Right. And like when people try to like listen, uh, I think Amazon's going to take over the world, and that scares the fuck out of me. And people try to like roast Jeff Bezos. I get it, but like the motherfucker started as a creepy little old fuck in his garage twenty right. years ago. No one believed them. He was selling weird books on amazon and like that was it now the dude's worth like 200 billion dollars so you have to look at the whole picture and be like hey 
it's it's a, it's an entire process, and you can't judge someone off the rip. And he deserves to have that swagger because he built this motherfucker. You know, I agree, man. You can't take away somebody's fucking grind, bro. No, like there's such a high when you look at something. I think that's why people say when they have children, their life changes. It's because you look at it and you're like, dude, literally without me, that thing wouldn't be there. Right. You know, right. that's literally me. And like a company is a baby. It's a child. It's mm -hmm. a part of you, right? And when you sit back, and I know you grind, you know, twenty four seven, but when you sit back and you smell the roses and you really say holy fuck i did this thing you know i can't though sometimes but man. you I need really i think can't. you really need to brother because healthy, because yeah. uh, going at seven thousand rpms you're gonna burn your engine out yep. or you're not gonna sit back and say holy fuck i was going fast that was amazing that was sick but you weren't able to enjoy it you weren't able to enjoy it because really ultimately what is the point you know right. uh, you have to sometimes and that doesn't mean you need to go out and party and black out but sit back and like what i like to do sometimes when not i get stressed out about the podcast but i like to go back and like watch old episodes right, right, and be right. and like look at the wall and see all the guests we've had on and be like damn we did this bitch you know we're doing this still bitch. doing it. you know <laughs> and, and, and it's really cool to be like hey without my mind without pete's mind this never would have happened right. right they would be doing uh, watching another podcast or listening to something else and the fact that we did this it's on us you know right. we did that right. you know right. so i think there's so, something so powerful in looking and watching something and saying like i created that you, you know, know? It, it comes back to loving loving the bullshit in the process yeah. and everything that comes like, go right back to that whole process yeah. it, it's all a part of it man it's all a part of it now when you look at the next five years like what do you see what are the next steps for you the next steps man like i said is to, to own my own place yeah. maybe open up a studio yeah and and just Grow the business. Yeah. Grow the business. You know, uh, at twenty four, I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. really where I'm going to see myself five years from now. But I do want to just grow. Really well, you're bad. wise beyond your years, man. I'll give you that. I would not have said you're twenty four. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm really trying, man. I, yeah. I give thanks and to my parents. They fucking raised me. God bless them, dude. They, because yeah. I was horrible as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they did it. What is your nationality? I'm Dominican. Puerto okay. Rican. Do you speak Spanish? Uh, nah, yeah. I understand it, bro. But like, you know, I can't hold full conversations. Yeah. I know. It's, 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 it's whatever. Um, but yeah, man, my, my parents did a damn good job with raising me, man. And I, I can't give enough thanks. Yeah. I cannot. But for the next five years, it's definitely own some property, yeah. open, open up a, a studio and just keep fucking banging. Yeah. Man. Keep banging do you, uh, do you like Latino women? Do you like white women? <laughs> or what? what? Yeah, yeah. Latino women are my thing, man. Yeah. yeah, I've never been with a white girl, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, man, Latina women are, are kind of my ordeal. Yeah, uh, hourglass figures. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Well, guys, that was an insight of Caleb Fernandez's life um, and how he got to where he is today. Uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, and, 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 and hearing about his story. Um, if you want to do anything with production or, or filming or the whole process of it or something you want to get into, contact him. We'll put his information in our bio, and, um, and he'll, I think, feel free to answer any questions you have. He's obviously passionate about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, your studio company is called? 1424 Media. 1424 Media. If you have a wedding, a music video, or anything in between you guys want to shoot, please contact him for that. And uh, that is the Millennial Mentality, guys. This is Caleb Fernandez. Peace. Peace. That was awesome, man.
Yeah. <laughs> 